0: Come and worship at a pleasant place Come and be blessed before the Lord Come and worship at a pleasant place Come and be blessed before the Lord Bishop Gideon T.T.O. Fair by God to take the gospel to the marketplace, a pastor without walls, bringing leaders from the world to the church, and developing leaders from the church to the world. And now, here is Bishop T.T.O. Fair with a pleasant word. We've been looking at the wisdom series. In the first part, I shared on the 14 practical definitions of wisdom. The 14 practical definitions of wisdom. And in this second part, I'm doing what I call the seven types of wisdom necessary for greatness. And last week, we looked at the first type of wisdom necessary for greatness. And that was conscience. Conscience is moral wisdom. Conscience is moral wisdom. So that's what we looked at last week. And this morning, we are looking at the second type of wisdom necessary for greatness. And um, we are looking at the subject maturity. Maturity. And maturity is behavioral wisdom. Behavioral wisdom. Maturity. Amen. So that is what we are looking at this morning. So if the Bible you have is your own Bible, You will find 1 Samuel chapter 18 and the verse 30. 1 Samuel chapter 18 and the verse 30. Then the princes of the Philistines went forth. And it came to pass after they went forth that David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul so that his name was much set by. Can I read it again? Let me read it again because I want you to get what I'm reading. Then the princes of the Philistines went forth. And it came to pass after they went forth that David behaved himself more wisely. David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul so that his name was much set by. Do you know that among all the servants of Saul, David became the greatest. For among all the servants of Saul, David was the only one who could succeed Saul, who became king after Saul at the expense of Saul's own children. And the key was very simple. David behaved himself more wisely. There's something we call wise behaviors. And sometimes we call wise behavior maturity. Maturity. When you say somebody has matured very well, you are referring to one of three things. I want to quickly let us look at it. When you say somebody has matured very well, you are referring to one of three things. One, another person has grown big. Two, another person has been trained well. So, there is maturity by nature. And all of us here, we have matured by nature. Okay, so you are bigger than you used to be 10 years ago because 10 more years have been added to your years. So definitely you will mature. You have harder bones now. You have stronger muscles now. So you have matured. Maturity by nature. You are thinking better than you used to think 10 years ago. Okay, the second type of maturity is maturity by nurturing maturity by nurturing and this is one of the major 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 types of maturity that can set you above or can put you and make you great maturity by nurturing this is where you go to school or your parents raise you at home and they teach you very core things core values in life so as you are growing you, you, you behave wisely because your parents trained you very well. You know people who didn't submit themselves into training can grow big but might not have grown up. And then we have maturity by experience. Maturity by experience. That's where people go through things and go through situations and it matures them. So three ways in which you can be matured either by Nature, growing up, by nurturing, that is through training, and then by experience, that is through the things you've gone through. So you can find, like I always say, when I met mommy, I was 24, she was 22. But comparatively, I was like a 30-year-old man, because I've gone through, even though I was young at 24, but I've gone through a lot of things that has matured me. So even though I was 24 by age, I was about 30 years old, man, by by behavior, okay? Now, quickly, let me take you through what I call the seven types of wise behaviors. The seven types of wise behaviors. So, we are looking at maturity. And maturity is behavioral wisdom. And now, we are looking at what I call the seven types of wise behaviour. I've already established that there are three ways by which you can become mature. That is by growing up. The older you become, the more mature you are supposed to be. And you are supposed to express that maturity through wise behavior. Number two, you mature through nurturing. Training at home and training at school. The more well you are trained, the better you behave. And then a third type of maturity... It's through experience. You go through other bitter experiences or even good experiences and it allows you to mature. And maturity must express itself in wise behaviors. If you say, I have matured, you must show it by the way you behave. If you say, I am a matured man, you must show it by the way you behave. If you say, I am a matured girl. You must show it by the way you behave. So here are seven types of wise behaviors that are displayed by people who are matured. Number one is called composure. Number one is called composure. If you believe you are matured, one thing that we we'll see in your life is what we call composure. Composure. Composure is a wise behavior driven by self-control. Wise behavior driven by self-control. Wise behavior driven by self-control. How you can be provoked to certain limits and yet control yourself. Do you know that somebody after service can come to me and confront me and say all manner of things about me but I'll be standing before my congregation. People will be watching to see how will this man react. Will I punch him? Will I, will I beat him? Will I say the same things back to him? People will be looking at me. But I need to compose myself because I'm a matured person. I've been matured by nature. I've been matured by nurturing. And I've been matured by experience. So I need to be able to compose myself. But you know that there are some people who can even fight immediately after service. That somebody says something one person didn't like. Immediately they will fight. And you see that this is lack of composure. Lack of composure. If you are matured, one thing you will see in your life is composure. And that is your capacity and your ability to control yourself. So you need to learn how to control yourself is one key to maturity. One sign that you are a mature person is your capacity to control yourself. Your wife will provoke you, but you won't raise your hands against her because you were a matured man. Your husband will provoke you, but you won't take the frying pan and hit his head with it because you are a matured woman. You are able to compose yourself and control yourself. Your children will provoke you, but you will just compose yourself and control yourself or else you will disgrace yourself. Your friends will, will provoke you into anger. But how you express that anger, are you able to control yourself? It's called maturity. Do you know even if a woman goes naked before you, and you are not married to that woman, apart from your spiritual um, incarnations and beliefs, also maturity will let you behave yourself and compose yourself. Maturity will tell you that I cannot sleep with a woman I'm not married to. I'm a matured man. Oh. I'm not a ruffian. I'm not some boy somewhere. I'm a very matured man. You understand? So the first wise behavior that every mature person will display and show is what we call composure. The second wise behavior is called conservativeness. 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 A wise behavior driven by long-held beliefs and values. Conservativeness. A wise behavior driven by long-held beliefs and values, now do you know that our generation is attacking conservativeness if you say in the Western world that you are conservative and that you don't approve of homosexuality and lesbianism? they think that you are you are keiko, they think that you are some some backward people, you know when you are watching sitcoms. And all those things, and they are showing people who are against homosexuality or lesbianism, they show them as very archaic people who live in another world in the past. And it's like that when ladies who are matured by conservativeness, who have matured, who have been matured by values, when they decide that they will wear mini skirt and that they will wear skirt beneath their knees, the other girls feel that they are. You know, they feel like they live in some hundred years past when decent girls who are matured by conservativeness decide that a man who is not married to me must not see my valuables. I cannot wear clothes that when I sit down. Men will see up to my thighs. And sometimes me, myself, I have to cover some places. Or if somebody will see what is in between my thighs. Other girls will laugh at her and say, you are colo Papa. <laughs> do you know that there are men today who don't like women who hold on to certain values? They want to have sex with them. They want to tie them. And the woman said, no, I can't do that. They say, oh, you are not a modern woman. They want to tie them like dogs or like prisoners with handcuffs and tie them and have a particular type of sex with them. And the woman said, no, I can't do it this way. And they feel like ah, ah, for you you are no more than cra. Do you even know that when men want to sleep with women they are not married to? And they say me I'm a Christian so you are living in. They do it. Now everybody is doing it. So you see the issue of conservativeness has come under attack. Living with core values. Living with certain beliefs that was passed on from generation to generation. <laughs> Amen. I used to wonder why some pastors still want to want to read from Bible written with paper and ink. But I'm beginning to rethink. I'm beginning to rethink. I'm beginning to feel that that old way of reading the Bible is more intense than, than the iPad way of reading the Bible. I'm telling you, flipping the... Pages open one by one, one by one. And underline it and studying it. It's different from the iPad way. But even what, what is even worrying is that because I'm preaching with projectors and other things, you don't even open your Bible because immediately you see it in the Bible. So now when you tell believers to open the Bible, they don't know where John is. They don't know where this is. I, I'm, I'm teaching you So there are some things we can't take it away from the church. There are things your mother taught you. Women to how to take your bath and wash yourself. (laughs) And now there are a whole lot of theories out there. And you want to believe that one. Your mother taught you how to dress. Now your age mates are telling you that we don't dress like that if you want to get a husband. But your mother got a husband. And your father is better than the men who are chasing you today. There are some core values, you can't let them go. They are there. But machines are available because we are alive. One day the machine will not be available. Are are you here with me? Values are values, tell somebody. The modern thinking today is that beside every successful man, there is a woman. But conservative thinking tells you behind every successful man, there is a woman. And you see, to me, my side bones... Are not as strong as my backbone. In fact, it is my backbone that keeps me standing. When my backbone is broken, I cannot stand. And so, when they say behind every successful man there is a woman, what it means is that this man needed a strong backbone to become what he has become. When you put me beside every successful man, it takes away the real function of a woman in a man's life. Now, restaurants have changed the way we put food on the table for men. Ah, the food is ready there. Go and take some. Me two, i have taken some. Don't go there, okay? Number three. Number three. The third wise behavior is called consciousness. Consciousness. A wise behavior driven by awareness. A wise behavior driven by awareness. A wise behavior driven by awareness. By the virtue of my position within the charismatic fraternity in in this country, I have access to certain meetings and with certain people. But these people that sometimes I sit down to have meetings with are people that are far ahead of me in ministry. And they are far, far older than me in ministry. And even by age, they are way ahead of me. But by virtue of my position... I sit in the front row with them. By virtue of my position, I sit at the same table with them. But anytime I am with them, I am conscious of the people I am sitting down with. I don't forget that these were people that once upon a time, I used to arrange chairs in their services. These were people that once upon a time, I used to book appointments and wait days upon days before I have access. So I don't forget that I am in the presence of the captains of thousands and the elders at the gates of the city. Even though they try to call me as being part of the elders at the gate of the city, but I'm consciously aware of who I am. That when elders sit at the gate of the city, small boys must look around to make sure that nothing hurts them. I do not count myself to have apprehended. (laughs) I said I am amongst them by the grace of God. And know what they know. I'm conscious of that fact. See? Awareness is so important. Being aware of who you are, where you are, in whose presence you are seated, is important. Then there's also another level of awareness. Information. You know, The more you know, the better you are. i fact, setting people's behaviors is driven by lack of knowledge. Ignorance. When we're growing up, we used to play around circle a lot. Go to circle. And there used to be zebra crossing. you know. And in Ghana, <laughs> the, the, the cars will not stop because there's a zebra crossing. And we used to go through it and walk small boys and we say to ourselves, if you like, let them knock us down. If they knock us, they will see what will happen to them. If they knock us down, they will see what will happen to them. But that was foolishness because we didn't know much. They, they can knock you down and you die. And you are gone. And your mother has lost you. Whatever happens to them is to go to prison. So that challenge was based on lack of knowledge. And you see people like that. Sometimes, even in my own office, <laughs> I blast some people and I look at their attitude after I have blasted them. I say these people, they lack consciousness. They lack awareness. They lack, they lack what? The power I have over them. That by tomorrow, I can dismiss them. And they also lack the fact that when they are dismissed, they will have to... Go a while before, and if they're even in their next job, it is likely that they will need a reference from me. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? So, you see people who lack knowledge, lack awareness in life, misbehaving all over. But you see, the more informed you are, the better you behave. Number four is consideration, 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 a wise behavior driven by concern for others a wise behavior driven by concern for others you know sometimes i have a lot of places to go after mommy's prayer she might go down a little to rest and i come from the bathroom and mommy is sleeping and i know mommy doesn't like light on when she's sleeping there have been occasions i need to pick my things one by one in darkness i know i know my socks is here that will put my hand there Put one sauce. When I go out in the light, I realize that uh, this is not a sauce. I'm, I didn't pick sauce. I, I picked a tie. I go back again. Go and try it again. You know, it's not like I cannot put on the light. But my behavior at the time is driven by consideration. I am just being concerned for her. She's been out all night praying. And now that she's sleeping a little, why do I put on light? But you know some people will not do that. They just put on the light and say, I'm sleeping small. You say, so what? So I shouldn't look at what I'm looking for. Are you understanding me? But when you are wise, you are a very considerate person. A very considerate person. Somebody is waiting for you under a tree somewhere with that chair. And the person has been there for 2 hours and you are somewhere eating and chatting with friends. the person calls you says, I'm coming I'm coming. You are not considerate. You understand? You have a house help. She's in a menses, and she's having menstrual cramps. And you can see from her face that she is suffering. And you are also a woman who, you don't care. She will have to do what she does every day. You are not being considerate. If it's water, she must fetch. You are not being considerate. Because you, when your own comes, you sleep in bed and cover your head with a cloth. And you do, mm, mm. Another woman is doing, mm, mm. You don't even care because you are not being considerate. One of the wisest behaviors you can ever have is how to be considerate. Consideration putting yourself in people's shoes and feeling their pain and ensuring that you won't let them go through the same pain that you have gone through are you here with me are you understand what i'm sharing this is a practical everyday living stuff so sometimes when i'm looking for the things in the darkness and then suddenly maybe my leg will hit something and the woman will open who is there? Who is that My dad is me sorry sorry she said ah, what are you doing i said i'm looking for socks so, why don't you put on? that? so oh, you are sleeping. You are fine. It, I'll find it. I've got it in my phone. I'm using my phone light. So, no, 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 no. You put it on. You put it on. Then she also becomes considerate. But I could have gone to put it on and say, honey, you realize I just came to sleep. And when you do this, I say, and so what? I'm also looking for my sauce. And so what? Me too, I want my sauce. You can see two mature people who should be considerate for each other fighting. <laughs> okay. Number five, complying. Complying is a wise behavior driven by obedience to authority or command, a wise behavior, complying, a wise behavior driven by obedience to authority or command, The wise behavior driven by a command from somebody in authority. Have you ever seen people driving through red light and saying, they won't catch me, they won't catch me, you watch. Those of you who have boyfriends who have just bought cars, whose fathers didn't used to own cars, and they are the people who have bought cars for the first time in their families. You know how it is. It's even like me. When I got when I started driving, I always wanted to prove to mommy that I'm a very good driver. So you throw 50 kilometers per hour. The mommy is telling me 50 kilometers per hour. So don't mind them. This for me, I can go. You know. Now I sit back and look at and say, hey, I could have killed myself. It was just the grace of God. I used to look at red light and then the amber is showing. And I know that this is why I to go red. That speed of us, I'll pass through before. I'll pass through. I'll pass through. The police officer is there, stopping me. Hey, stop, 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 stop. You see, sometimes it is in your own safety, it is your own interest to comply with rules and authority. But you know are some people that looks at people in authority as bad people. And Whatever they say, we must rebel against it. There are people who are naturally rebellious. This is the way we worship here, and here is free. But most people don't use here. If we like, let's put something here and say, please don't use this place. There are some people who will naturally decide that how, how, meanwhile, this place has been coming to church, and all this time he's been using other places, but immediately we say don't use this place, the person will decide how. I will use it. Some people cannot stand command and authority. In fact, we are people who delight in challenging people in authority. You see, to them, when they are able to do it, it makes them feel that they are strong. Or many a day. Are you understanding me? And those people who rebel against authority, when authority is behaving wisely, they think that actually they fear me. You put them in boarding houses, they are the people that will be sleeping anytime time when they're not supposed to sleep. And then CS start, they will, be, they will say, I won't sleep. Prep, they'll be doing something else. Every time, they just act opposite the rules. And will break it. You understand? But you see, wise behavior will teach you that it is more important to obey, to become a hero obeying rules and regulations than breaking them. Are you understand what I'm talking about? Okay, number six. Number six. It's called comportment. Comportment. Comportment is a wise behavior driven by good manners. Wise behavior driven by good manners. Wise behavior driven by good manners. Do you know we live in a generation when you want to show good manners, others will laugh at you? An elderly man comes into a bus where people get up for elderly people to sit down. You know now when you do that, people think that oh you're being too known. You want them to see that you are good. But it's good manners for you to get up. In our culture, for elderly people to sit down. It's good manners for you when you are shaking hands with somebody who is elderly than you to put your right hand at your back and say, please. It's good manners that you come to a church like this. The fact that you sat together with a man who is older than you and you sang the same praise and you were on the same committee and you are in the same choir, doesn't make you equal. <laughs> to the person. You have to learn how to be polite. Good manners will teach you that women don't carry the heavy things. Men do. Our muscles are bigger. Our shoulders are stronger. So good manners will not teach you that your wife should carry water to the bathroom for you. You should. You understand? Good manners. Sometimes it's even shown in your dressing. That I'm going before elderly people. And I must dress well. You sometimes I watch around when we are having programs and the place is full. And ushers, uh, protocol officers are trying to get members of the church to get up for visitors to sit down. They get angry. But so it's good manners (laughs) for sons and daughters of the house when they are visitors to get up for visitors to sit down. But you know people come to church and when they are visitors and being asked to get up, they get angry and they want to fight. Mercies. But comportment is good. It's a sign of wise behavior. I was going to talk right and I put some people in my car. We were going for a mission. And I put some people in my car. Come and see phone calls in my car. <laughs> I was driving, and they were beside me, the one in the front has a phone call. And everybody was talking. Meanwhile, whilst we were going, we were having a conversation. And now you have phone, and everybody was talking. So I kept quiet. I said, let me just finish this journey and drill these boys. Because they lack good manners. I see before people, immediately I'm entering into people's office, I put my phone on silence. So that I can return all the calls when I finish. I can't just walk into anybody's office and be receiving calls in the person's presence. It's a lack of comportment. So you can also come to church and when your pastor is preaching, you get phone call and you walk out to go and receive it and come inside the gate. It's lack of comportment. You can't be in the presence of God whilst you are talking to God and then phone God comes and then you walk out and go and pick it and come inside again, It's lack of comportment. The church is not helping people to behave well. That's why believers are getting sacked from their offices every day. Because you know that charismatic believers, we have this superiority complex that we are better than others. Even when your boss is an unbeliever, your boss is dead. we on circumcised Philistine. We have some of my instructions. But you who is a circumcised you. Why didn't you create the job for the side, Philistine? He created it for you. If God gave him the grace to be there, how dare you judge that person? Finally, finally, finally. Contriteness, contriteness. A wise behavior driven by repentance and remorse. Wise behavior driven by repentance and remorse. Somebody did something. person came to tell me, oh, he has repented. And the other person saw the person. And saw the person's behavior. What he said? He said, no, this person has not repented. Because people who are repented, you see it in their daily lives. Do you know the worst thing that can happen to you is to do wrong things and never accept that they are wrong? And you don't have the heart to admit and to accept that I have done something wrong and I need help. I want to apologize. Do you know it's a sign of arrogance? It's a sign of pride for you never to admit that you are wrong in anything that always you defend yourself and you try to battle and defend your point. And you always think that you are right and everybody else is wrong. But people who are wise in behavior, when you raise issues about things they have done, they will listen to you. They will honestly analyze it. And when they are wrong, they will say, I think I am wrong. See, never be in a friendship with people who never accept their mistakes. And sometimes you know that you are right. But for peace to prevail, you are the one who has to go and apologize. And this person, the more you apologize, the more he feels big. And never ever at any point realize that I went out of my way to do some things I shouldn't have done. Especially when it is between you and God. When you sin, and even the Holy Ghost cannot convict you. And you enjoy sinning, and you feel no remorse for it, and you don't repent for it. May the Lord bless his word. May these words of wisdom impart your life. May these seven seas of wise behavior bless your soul. May it help you to live better and be wiser than Solomon. I bless you. Let the anointing, let the power behind this message transform your life. And bless you as never before. In Jesus' name, amen. We're grateful for tuning in to The Pleasant Word Broadcast with Bishop Gideon Tito Fair. Brought to you by The Pleasant Place, Shifo Chapel, the church with pleasant people. Find The Pleasant Place on the Spinters Road, Busket Bus Stop, near Unibank. Dial 0264-133-333, 0264-133-333 for more information. Amen.